I'm Brad Smith, and this is Tools and Weapons. On this podcast, I'm sharing conversations with leaders who are at the intersection of the promise and the peril of the digital age. We'll explore technology's role in the world as we look for new solutions for society's biggest challenges. You know, the nice things with uh, technology is when something becomes possible and you do it, you just don't know what you will really finalize with the result. There is so many outputs you cannot expect at the beginning. That's Yves Ubelman, the founder of Econem, based in Paris. Yves' company is using AI to create digital copies of some of the world's most significant natural and cultural heritage sites at extraordinary levels of granularity. In this special conversation, which we recorded in a boat on the canals of Venice, he shares what drives his passion for digitally preserving natural and cultural heritage sites. We discuss how the pandemic provided the perfect conditions to tackle one of his recent projects, creating a digital twin of the entire city of Venice, and how sharing these digital models with researchers helps shine a light on what we can do to preserve them and on issues like climate change. To hear more conversations like this one, I invite you to follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening now. My conversation with Eve Ubelman, up next on Tools and Weapons. Eve, your work has brought you to Venice and around the world in recent years, but let's start with you. What brought you into the field of using digital technology, using AI, to really help people understand what's happening in the world? Where did you begin with this? Since my childhood, I was, you know, in the field of culture and architecture, thanks to my family, because my grandfather was an architect. He was restoring historical monuments in France, in Pont Saint-Michel, and, and he did the restoration after the World War II, and a lot of uh, restoration of churches. Of, uh, so I was in this field, and I was passionate with history, architecture, so I decided to do a school of architecture, but I was also really concerned, you know, by the destruction of cultural heritage. And when I started my work, I had the opportunity to come in Afghanistan to follow the work of archaeologists that were digging, you know, the whole civilization of this place. And this civilization are not well known. And it was the only track we had. And the thing is, from one year to another, we were like seeing the disappearance of this heritage. So I was questioning myself what can be done, you know, in this context to save at least the memory of this heritage. And in Afghanistan, there is no possibility to preserve physically these sites because, you know, there is a conflict. These sites are remote, you know, in the mountain, it's a desert. So we find the only solution is to preserve the image of those sites the memory of the site. So I was interesting, I was working in the imagery technology, you know, to find a way to be accurate in the documentation we can do on the field. And we started just with like few algorithms at the beginning, you know, working like very experimental way. 
taking some picture on this site in the mountain of Afghanistan, trying to process it, you know, back in France. And we had very good results. And I realized that we were able to recreate a full twin, a digital twin of a site. And a digital twin of a site, it's useful for archaeologists because they can work on it, they can, you know, create knowledge and expertise on this twin. And it's also interesting for the public because the public, they just never seen, you know, these sites and there is no possibility to access. So it was both a manner to study the sites, understand the sites, but also to share these sites to a broad community. And this led you to create your company, Econem. And one of the things you've done with Econem is bring your staff here to Venice in the pandemic in 2020 to do something that had never been done before. What did you do here? Yeah, it was during the COVID time we decided with the Fondazione dei Musei Civici. It's the main foundation that manage, you know, Dutch Palace and the main palaces of Venice. We decided to partner together for like a large scale experiment. And the idea was to make a full digitizing of the palaces and the city itself during this time. It was a unique opportunity, you know, to work on the empty palace. So I was able to bring my team room by room, places by places, square by square in Venice, because there were nobody there. So we stand like one month here with all the technical equipment, taking pictures at different levels from the ground, from with a drone. You use drones in the Yes, air. in the same place with a boat, you know. Uh -huh. We just fly the drone here to take all the details of the palaces here, the facade. And we use also airplane, you know, to cover you know, the whole area of the city. And then when we were back in France, it was also COVID time, so there were not a lot of activity. So we took all our big computer and we processed all this data. And it was like a huge amount of data, you know, it's more than 300,000 pictures. So it was the first time we did like a digital twin of a city. You captured the city down to, I think, two centimeters. So you can see brick by brick, kilometer after kilometer of the buildings and this canal. And you, as you said, you captured it all literally in digital form. Yeah. And... For example, you see this facade of the building just in front of us. There is eight kilometers of facade of high value historical buildings. And it's a lot. Eight kilometers is not possible, I mean, for an architect like to make an assessment of each facade, to see the little cracks, to see the little damage. And for us, it was like four hours to take the picture. Then we just make the processing and then you know, with machine learning, pattern recognition, AI can do the job to detect the damages on all these facades. So it's open really new perspective in terms of conservation for historical buildings. How many drones did you use when you were filming this? We have two or three drones. And when we are like in a place here, you can see this is the Dutch Palace. Okay? Right. So we did the full facade with the drone of the Dutch Palace and also the square. And it's just like few hours just to to have a full representation, sub-millimetric representation of the Dutch palace. And what is interesting in this palace is you see the main room here, mm -hmm. you know, 
at the second floor. It's like 12 meters high. And there is a ceiling with beautiful painting from Veronese and, uh, and from the ground, you cannot see the detail of this painting. And what we discover with the 3D model of this palace, we discover all the tiny details of the painting, you know, the brushes of the artist, and also the cracks, also the damages. And in this way, we realize how valuable were, you know, the 3D model of a palace like, like that, because it's not possible, it's so rich, it's so big, that it's not possible to have just a view of all the tiny details of it. Now, did you have the idea of coming to Venice before the pandemic, or was this something that came up when you realized that the city was empty? I should say it was a dream. <laughs> but I know before the pandemic, it wasn't possible to do so. <laughs> so I just jumped into this opportunity and trying to convince, you know, the foundation here that was the right time to do this. And in a few months, it was done. So we succeeded to do the whole walk. Was it easy to persuade people here to do it? Yes, because I think now people, they really, they feel, you know, the importance of these new tools. And even if they don't, are, they are not like very technical people, we really can understand now the value of the technology because of the imagery itself. An example, when I show, you know, to the head of the foundation, you know, all the tiny detail of this painting that never saw in this way, it was evident that the value was there. also really, I think, shined a light on the impact of climate change here. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. There is a long-term threat in Venice, you know. The sea level rise, and that will affect the whole city. All the main monuments will be affected by this. And with an accurate digital model of the whole city, you can really have a clear view of what will happen in the future. And it's interesting to see how this rise of level will affect, you know, area by area, the city. So we can make like a simulation and we can have a better understanding, you know, of the future of the city. And with this understanding, you know, find the best solution to protect. You're sharing this data in so many ways, including with the public in museum exhibits. Where did that start? Was it here or was it a museum in Paris that the public first saw what you captured here? You know, the nice things with the technology is when something becomes possible and you do it, you just don't know what you will really finalize with the result. There is so many outputs you cannot expect at the beginning. So we're starting, you know, this project with the idea of protecting heritage, working with architect, working with conservator, and then we saw that we just recreate like an urban landscape of one of the most beautiful cities of the world. So we decided to share this result with partners, with museums, with cultural institutions. And we were discussing with Le Grand Palais in Paris. And we were saying, why won't we bring Venice in Paris through this 3D model? And that was the idea of the exhibition. So we decided to make like a large-scale video projection showing, you know, the landscape of the canal for the visitor, diving the visitor inside the Grand Canal, and 
also inside the building itself because as we are also digitizing the inside of the building you can like cross you know the facade and see mm -hmm. the different living rooms beautiful artwork so you have like a general view of the beauty of this place so it was an interesting experiment because i think there is another threat for venice it's not only the climate change it's also the mass tourism you know ah, there is 30 millions of people who come here every year and this city wasn't built for that you know so we have to find another way also to share the beauty of the city we have to to produce new kind of content you know for the public because the tourism is still growing so we have to find solution and the idea maybe by building a digital venice is also a way to preserve venice from this new threat you're not only bringing this technology and your techniques to a city like Venice, you're bringing it to other continents and sources of nature like the Amazon. What are you trying to accomplish there? So, you know, in this context of climate change, you know, and everything, the environment is changing so fast. And so we were interested by studying, you know, the interaction between cultural heritage and natural heritage and in the Amazon you know natural heritage is changing very fast the vegetation is changing the spaces is changing so we wanted to see how this change of natural heritage of biosphere could affect also the cultural heritage and we were working in Colombia mm -hmm. we recently found archaeologists recently found very beautiful painting from eight thousand years ago from prehistoric time and this painting were like protected by the tree by the vegetation before but now it's open to the sky so you imagine that the rain just affect today you know this painting so the idea was again to make the full documentation of it and see how the different perspective of these sites and how we can in the future protect it Maybe by also changing the vegetation around and help preserving this to the climate modification. We at Microsoft have had, I think, an enormous privilege to work with you and your team at Econam. We worked at the Musée de Plain Relief, the Mont Saint-Michel exhibit there. We're able to take that, not just to the museum in Paris, but around the world in Seattle. But now we're working on something new, <laughs> something at the Vatican. Can you give us a sneak peek of that? <laughs> so, so for us, it's uh, also a tremendous opportunity to start this work. So it's the idea of having a better understanding of one of the most beautiful monuments in the world. St. Peter in Rome and it's a so complex monument that we really need to have a very the best technology to just to explore the monument itself there is a lot of different layers historical layers yes. that start from the St. Peter's tomb right. you know in the un underground and then a first basilica second basilica and the second basilica is extraordinary technology architecture of technology 
because they invented a lot of uh, new way of doing architecture, you know, to be able to bring this cupola, so big cupola, so high in the sky. Yes. So with all this 3D dimensional data, we are able to have a clear view of this engineering method from Renaissance, you know, to cover a such big church and big area. So it's a interesting project because it's like an investigation of the 2000 year history through one unique monument and we can see a lot of new connection between the past of the monument maybe the future of the monument as well because this technology also will help you know all the people to have a better understanding of this place so it will be also a way to share, you know, the richness of this architecture, the richness of this history, you know, for a broader audience. I find it so fascinating what you're doing because you are using new technology from drones to cameras to AI and just an enormous amount of digital data. But what you're fundamentally doing is advancing human knowledge and expanding our understanding, the history of the planet in many ways, and the history of humanity and civilization. You're bringing this all together and spreading it around the world. What do you hope people will take away as they learn from what you're sharing with them? I think whatever digital world we can build, whatever synthetic landscape AI can generate, you know, we all share the same ground. And the same ground is I mean, the reality, this heritage is our roots, you know, what we have around us. And the goal of, you know, my work is to preserve this common ground for all of us. And I think trying to replicate this world into the digital today is the more efficient way, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to preserve it for the future generation. So I hope, you know, even if there is some cataclysm, some destruction, you know, we will keep this memory. And this is the memory that will also keep, you know, dialogue between all of us through different cultures, through different generations, because anyway, we share the same roots. It is extraordinary to me because I do think you're using technology to better connect people with our past and with each other. So thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Brad. Doing. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Tools and Weapons with me, Brad Smith. If you enjoyed today's show, please follow us wherever you like to listen. Our executive producers are Carol Ann Brown and Aaron Tisi. This episode of Tools and Weapons was produced by Karina Hernandez and Jordan Rothline. This podcast is edited and mixed by Jenny Cataldo with production support by Sam Kirkpatrick at Run Studios. Original music by Angular Wave Research. Tools and Weapons is a production of Microsoft, made in partnership with Listen.